This is Rock is a Hard Place, our podcast where we focus on independent and up-and-coming rock bands and what they do to make it in the world of music. This time around, we are talking with Matt James from Blacktop Mojo. How are you? I'm doing good, brother. It's been a while. I know. We haven't spoken, I think, well, maybe less than a year. I think you guys were up our way not too long ago. I think it was last wintertime or something like that. But great to talk with you again. How's everybody doing? Everybody's doing good, man. Uh, we're just gearing up for another run and uh, just busy with the old album coming out, and or the new album coming out, I mean. And, uh, I saw the Under the Sun just came out just a few days ago. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Maybe give a little back history about Blacktop Mojo and how you guys got started, and everybody that's in the band. Uh, we got started, we met, uh, me and the drummer met through some mutual friends. After I graduated college, uh, I was living in Palestine and working at a coffee shop there and playing uh kind of like acoustic stuff and um we always we always ran into each other at parties and stuff and people would be like oh man this guy plays drums this guy sings you guys just start a band and we'd be like nah man <laughs> screw that you know kind of pushed each other off and uh we ended up running into each other at a concert and we were both really hammered drunk and i was like hey man i'm playing at the coffee shop tomorrow come out he ended up coming out and Invited me back to his house after that. He had a drum set set up in his living room, and he just went absolutely uh, bananas on the drum set. And uh, he's really good. Don't tell him I said that. Uh, we decided that night to start a band and uh, just started jamming around and kind of met all the other members through gigging and, and, and running around. Let's list those people by name. Who's all in the band now? Um, we, got, we got Matt Curtis on bass. Uh, we met him. He was playing at a, uh, or he was a, uh, a sound guy at a venue we used to play at all the time in Tyler, Texas, called Clicks. And uh, our original guitar player, uh, Kenneth Irwin, um, who you met, I think we we ran through there on the first uh, tour with him um, in the van. But he he had left the band to, to do some solo stuff, and we asked Cat to come play guitar for us. And uh, Ki ended up coming back um, and playing. Uh, he swapped over. Cat swapped over to bass. Uh, he's a really talented musician, and uh, he can he can play guitar. He can play bass. You know, I mean, he's actually teaching himself the violin right now, which is pretty crazy to me. But uh, um, Ki ended up leaving again. Um, so then we got uh, Chuck Wetfer last year. Um, he came in, flew in about three days before tour. Had been like kind of learning our songs through like listening to the record and or, or our records and stuff and uh he's been with us ever since he came down he had his stuff down and i mean uh now he's a full-fledged band member you know now how did you come up with the name of the band if i were band if i remember right there's a little bit of a, a danger element into how you guys came <laughs> up with blacktop mojo right uh you could you could definitely say it's dangerous uh certainly illegal um we were um i just started jamming around with nathan and uh I was waiting at his house. He still had a day job. He used to uh, work at a flooring store here in town. And uh, he hadn't got got off of work yet. And two of his buddies were at his house. And uh, they came out with a big, huge handle of Jim Beam. And uh, we live in the middle of nowhere in East Texas. So um, from the time we're old enough to drive cars and, and uh, get our hands on alcohol, we we do what's called backroading, which, you know, you just go out on a county road where nobody's at and kind of slow poke around listening to music and and drinking and uh so i was waiting for him to get off of work and two of his friends showed up and 
um, I had met them previously, but didn't really know them that well. And uh, was basically like, yeah, they seem pretty cool. I'm just going to go back road. Might as well. You know, I don't have anything better to do. And I needed something to stir my drink up. Uh, and one of his buddies was a duck hunter. He had a Mojo brand duck decoy in his truck. And uh, <laughs> he, had, he handed me the key that you wind the decoy up with to stir my drink. And uh, we just steadily got more and more uh, buzzed and drunk and um i don't really remember how we came up with it but um when we got back we we're all drunk and saying blacktop mojo so there you go now i, I assume you don't do that anymore <laughs> no never <laughs> oh i'm just teasing you a little bit yeah i guess you know you do dumb things when you're young right you do oh absolutely my goodness i still do dumb things all the time so. <laughs> We're talking with Matt James from Blacktop Mojo. And before we, because I, I know the new album, I want to talk about the new album in a minute here. But before we get to that, I think you have such a unique voice. And your cover songs that you do are absolutely fantastic. Thank you, man. Yeah, like Dream On and Hunger Strike. And I know you do In Color, which I think is just uh, absolutely genius. Do you, do you you love doing those covers? Is it just songs you just uh, go like, oh, man, I, I've, I've got to try that one? I think they they kind of come to us. We we haven't done them in a while. Uh, the last one we did was Hunger Strike with our, our buddies in Small Town Titans. Um, they actually came up with the idea for that and asked uh, invited me to come up there and, and do that with them. Um, and it turned out really good, man. I had a we had a we had a good time. Now tell me about your status. Now you guys are in you're an independent band. Is there some type of label? Is it your own label that you're using? What's going on? Uh, yeah, we use our own. We use our own label. Uh, come on, records. Now, so Under the Sun just came out, and I think it was just a few days ago on the thirteenth, if I remember right. Uh, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right the thirteenth. <laughs> well done, absolutely. If you can, hey, if you can have a rock album, why not release it right uh, on Friday the thirteenth? For, for God's sakes, absolutely. Tell me about the process of writing and recording and and getting this thing produced as an independent. Uh, we were on tour all pretty much all last year. Um, we got home in probably the middle of October, and we bought some recording gear, and uh, we sat here at the house basically for about six months just kind of writing and putting songs together and uh, doing pre-production and stuff like that. And then uh, in, I think, uh, end of January, end of February, we went and tracked the album at a, at a local studio here. Um, in Tyler, Texas, called Rosewood. We actually had tried to raise the money for the album through Pledge Music, which they actually ended up going bankrupt, stealing a lot of bands' money. So uh, we kind of had to scramble and, and scrimp and save and kind of do all that sort of stuff to get the album done and, and get it in people's hands. Tell me about Can't Sleep. Now, this is the first, I guess, release off of Under the Sun and just came out a, a couple of weeks ago. We've been playing for, uh, I think, two or three weeks. But tell me about the track. It, it's definitely, and again, you can inter, you know, interpret things in your own way, but is that a guilty kind of a person in a, in a breakup situation? Uh, yeah, I think it was, I kind of wrote it. I had just broken up with somebody um, when I wrote it, and I kind of felt guilty about, you know, you never feel good about having to break somebody's heart or, like, hurting somebody, and uh, unless you're just a psychopath, I guess. Um but yeah, it's just about that that harboring that 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 feeling, that deep dark secret from somebody. Now the video is really dark. Yeah, right. Because that's uh, yeah, there's some uh, 
there's a, there's you and the shovel, and it's the middle of the night. It's a bit creepy. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a. You know, I, I felt like it was kind of a creepy, uh, creepy, moody vibe to the song, and kind of wanted to get that for the uh, for the video too. You know. Now, when you guys are in the studio, we're doing this what last January, when you started last October. Is there a sound in your head that you kind of want the band to stick to? Do you try and keep it, you know, in one lane, or do you veer off from that a little bit? How do you guys approach this stuff? Uh, we just we we sort of just get in a room and jam out together, man. We just uh, we we have our influences, man. We we all grew up listening to all kinds of different music, and uh, I think. It's sort of just buried in the back of our heads and kind of comes out in different ways when we're when we're making songs. Uh, it's not really a, a a conscious choice, I don't think. You know? And the most part, are you guys writing the music first and then you add the lyrics to it? Or have you created songs where you just written them down? You go, hey, guys, what do you think of this? Can you create something around that? Uh, a lot of the times, uh, Kiefer will have, like, you know, a, a guitar riff and... Um, I I write lyrics all the time that don't necessarily go to anything, and sometimes uh, those lyrics happen to match up with his guitar riffs, or it could go the opposite way, where I kind of have a, a, a melody line in my head, and he writes something to that, or uh, or there's a drum beat, and then everybody's just kind of jamming out, doing their thing, and something something kind of organic pops out of that. When you're writing and producing and doing the, these songs is there an emphasis of trying to create some radio singles is there something you have like okay let's kind of keep this in mind because we because that seems like some bands are kind of doing that now which i think is a good idea that way you can you can you can create what you want but then to kind of keep them some things where okay we're going to get some some pretty good radio play out of this particular track um i think that's that's something a lot of bands definitely keep in mind for sure um on this one we were we Whenever we were creating it, we we basically were just like, you know, let's not worry about time, you know, since, you know, radio singles do have to be a certain length of time and, and everything like that. Um, well, let's not worry about time. Let's not worry about content or anything. And you can always go back in and find a song that you think might be a, uh, have, have the potential for radio and shorten it up or, or, you know, change it a little bit for the radio format, you know. Do you guys have... Like a like a business manager, how do you how do you figure out how you get paid and how you're going to spend your money? Who who does all of those things for you? Is that a group decision? Is there a business business manager in play here? Um, there's definitely a group uh, decision element to it. Our, our our drummer Nathan is basically our business manager. Uh, we do our own we do our own books and our own you know spending of our own money and everything. So, are you guys seeing? Any financial benefit right now from the streaming services, Spotify, things like that? Are you in the place now with the third record where now you're starting to maybe get some residuals from that? Um, well, we all have a roof over our head, and none of us are starving, so I would, I would say we're doing all right, man. Good. That's that's good. That's awesome because yeah. this is what this is your passion, right? This is what you've probably had in your head or dreamt about since you were a little kid. Oh yeah, man. I mean, there's there's no complaints here. We're not we're not you know rolling in it or anything but we're uh we're getting to do what we love every day so it's not really working at all you know they say if you do what you love you never work a day in your life yeah that's a good point no doubt well yeah it's great that you guys are doing this and and making some money and that's difficult to do especially 
as an independent trying to get radio spins and all of that. And there's a lot of touring that goes with that as well. How does the how do the touring situations go with relationships? Are, are most of you guys single? Are there anybody? Is there anybody married? You guys have kids? Uh, none of us are married. Uh, a couple, a couple of the guys have uh, some serious long-term, you know, girlfriends and stuff. Um, they're really cool. Uh, actually, our tour manager is married. Uh, I forget about that, but uh, they always uh, the the girls always find uh, time, you know, when we're on we're gone for you know two or so months. And uh, they'll, they'll always fly out and come see us and spend a few days on the bus and hang out, you know. Do you guys so, Do you guys plan? There's always ways to make it work. On your career so far, do you get good advice from people? What's the best advice that somebody, like, in the business, either from a producer or a manager or maybe even another band, a band member in, in a different band, has given you? Man, that's tough. I think, I think the best advice that I've ever heard is kind of, in order to succeed at, at being in a band or like getting a band off the ground, you kind of have to be a, a loser, but have your life together. If that makes any sense, you know, um, you kind of have to be able to drop everything and hit the road and, and do that tour, you know, go record that album, um, at a moment's notice, but you also can't have a whole lot of drama and everything in your life competing with it your passion you know what i mean we're talking with matt james he's the singer from blacktop mojo heading out on tour here shortly can we mention who you're going to be on tour with uh absolutely uh we're tomorrow uh we take off for a little short run with buck cherry um and then in at the end of october we'll be playing freakers ball in dallas with marilyn manson um and then cat fest the next night with also with marilyn manson uh, and then We'll be taking off with the band uh, Otherwise and our buddies from Georgia, um, Low Water, be running back around the country. Who's the coolest band that you've met so far on tour? Like, bigger band? Uh, Blackstone Chair is uh, pretty cool to be on tour with. Uh, uh, Shaman's Harvest. I mean, everybody's pretty cool out there, man. Where can people uh, pick up this new disc? Just came out on Friday. Blacktop Mojo and Under the Sun, avail- available digitally pretty much everywhere? Uh, yeah. Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you want physical copies, you can get them off of Amazon, or uh, I think we have them on our website now. So, and of course, uh, you, yeah, you have the website. People can get in touch with you uh, on social media of just about every kind right now. We even have a Snapchat, so you can Snapchat the band if you want to. <laughs> You're even on Snapchat. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, have a great tour and a pleasure to talk with you. And maybe we'll check in with you again down the road at some point. But we appreciate you taking part in Rock is a Hard Place. Absolutely, brother. Uh, hope we get to see you soon.